Chapter 3 Keeping Us Close Coming to Terms with Being Loved Unconditionally by Your Creator Zayr HaKadosh says, Ilumale Havayadin Bar Nasha, Rechimusa, Derachim Kutchebrichu Li Yisrael, Havashayagin Kikfira, Lemirdaf Abasre. If a man would comprehend the great love that Hashem has for Yisrael, he would run to Hashem like a roaring lion. Hashem showed Moshe how far he is willing to go to make sure that we don't slip away from him. The Gemara tells us that Rabbi Yochanan said, Had the Torah not written this, we would never be able to say it. Hashem wrapped himself in a talis like a prayer leader and taught Moshe Rabbeinu that whenever Klal Yisrael sins, they should say the following, and I will forgive them. So what should we say? The Torah says, Vayavar Hashem vayikra. Hashem passed before Moshe and proclaimed, Hashem Hashem, Kael, God, Rachum v'chanun, merciful and compassionate, erech apayim, slow to anger, v'rav chesed v'emes, and abundant in kindness and truth, noitzeh chesed la'alofim, preserver of compassion for thousands of generations, noitzeh avayn v'fesha v'chato, carrier of our sins, willful sin and error, v'nake, and he who cleanses. This is what we need to say before Hashem, and He forgives us. So let's take a journey into the famous 13 attributes of mercy, Yud Gimel Midas Harachimim, in order to deeply understand how Hashem deals with you on a daily basis. The Rebbeinu B'chayah says that the first time that the Pasuk says the name Hashem, it is describing the essential name of Hashem. Who is Hashem? He is Hashem, our merciful Creator. But then it says again the name Hashem. The second time that it says Hashem, it refers not to His name, but to the awesome character trait of extreme mercy, Rachamim, that Hashem has towards those who sin against Him, even if they don't repent or ask forgiveness. Hashem is a merciful Father who feels so bad for His child, and therefore He has mercy even on a Russia, even before He repents. It is truly incredible that Hashem is even interested in you after you sin. But what's even more amazing is that out of all the names that Hashem could have been chosen to represent Himself to you after you sin against Him, He specifically chose the same name Hashem, which is the same name used by the person who didn't sin. And to top it all off, it is the name reflecting Hashem's great level of, believe it or not, mercy. Let's bring an example. To prove the point. Daddy dear, a father who wants his son to lovingly call him daddy will not say, if you do something wrong, then call me my mother's husband. A father always remains a father and a son always remains a son. No matter how much a son may mess up, he always can call out to his father, daddy, help me. Hashem tells us, I know that you will sin. And I want you to know right from the start that even if you cross the line and betray my will, I am willing to still relate to you in the same exact way, for I will always be your merciful Hashem. Can I share something beautiful with you? The Sefer Rekeach says that the merciful name of Hashem that is spelled in the Torah, Yud Kei has the numerical value of 26. The verse specifically says Havaya two times to teach us. 
that whether we are in the 26 weeks of fall and winter, where it's nice and chilly and cold, or the 26 weeks of spring and summer, where it's warm and hot, Hashem is always ready to relate to us with mercy. The message is that not only is Hashem our merciful Father when we spiritually blossom like in the spring and grow closer to Him, and when we actually feel the warmth of His holiness like in the summer, but even when we are falling like fall from our spiritual level and our hearts are ice cold like in the winter and we don't feel connected to Him, in all those seasons we can always relate to Hashem as our merciful and compassionate Father who is there for us and loves us. Hashem never wants us to become distant from Him. So after we sin and slip away, Hashem closes the gap caused by our wrongdoings so that He can remain connected to us. We can now understand that Hashem specifically created the many wonderful attributes of mercy in order to assist the sinner. Because if you never sin, and guess what? You never need Hashem to be compassionate, slow to anger, forgiver of willful sin, etc., etc., etc. Hashem's message is very clear. I am a merciful God, and I stand ready to bestow limitless patience, generosity, and kindness upon you, even after you sin against me. So let's review this play-by-play. Here's your contribution to the relationship. You mess up and sin. Once, twice, perhaps even many times. You have not yet repented for your sins. Your harmful actions cause you to slip away from your previous level of connection to Hashem. That's you. But Hashem lovingly responds with, Oh, no, you don't. Don't you separate from me. I will now add on to myself attributes of patience and mercy. But it doesn't stop there. The more we sin, the lower we sink, the farther we stray from Him, the more Hashem responds with even more patience, more compassion, more mercy, specifically so that we never disconnect from Him. Let's see how this really works. After you sin, the first response from Hashem is, okay, you know, we'll still deal with you in a merciful and compassionate manner. The Torah then goes on to tell us that Hashem's response to your sin is Rachum, mercy, and Chanan, compassion. What's the difference between Rachum and Chanan, mercy and compassion? Well, Rachum means that Hashem has mercy on us like a father has mercy on his child, and he guards us, so that way we should not fall. However, sometimes a foolish child pulls his hand away from his father's grip, runs away, and ends up falling into a deep pit. When you pull yourself away from God and cannot get up on your own, Hashem then employs His incredible trait of chanon, compassion, to rescue you. It's just incredible. You know, if you stop listening right now, you already got your money's worth from buying this audiobook. Understanding this unbelievably affectionate response from Hashem should inspire you to want to be close with such a wonderful, kind God. Hashem is so understanding of you and your flaws and wants you to be in His inner circle. Got it? Okay, so let's move on. What if you still don't repent and perhaps even sin some more? Well, if you still continue to stray and sin, amazingly, Hashem then responds with another helpful character trait, Erech slow to anger. What exactly is Erech Rashi says, Hashem delays responding to you and your sinful behavior and does not punish you immediately because eventually you might decide to repent. 
Wow, what an amazing response to a sinner. So now you might think that the sinner who receives such royal treatment must be somebody really special, probably a holy, righteous man who accidentally slipped and sinned against Hashem for the first time in his life, right? The Evan Ezra says no. Ki Hashem hu erech hapayim Wrong. Hashem is slow to anger when dealing specifically with Rishayim, with wicked people. And we're not talking about someone who never sins. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Down and out. As usual, Charles was late with his mortgage payment and his banker was furious with him. Charles had promised to pay many times, but when he finally sent in a check, it bounced. After pushing it off for several months, the foreclosure team requested that the loan committee vote to foreclose on his home immediately. The president of the bank rose to his feet and said, Ladies and gentlemen of the board, Charles has been with our bank for over eight years and his reputation is well known to all of us. He is clearly a dirty, rotten, lying scoundrel who has taken advantage of us over and over again for many, many years. He took our patience and mercy and repaid it with lies. So here's what I think we should do. We should not take any action against him at all. After all, maybe one day he'll turn around, get an honest job and decide to pay us back. Did you ever hear of a bank doing that? This proves once again that the attributes of Hashem's patience and mercy were created specifically in order to deal with humans who are sinning. But what if all that mercy, compassion, and infinite patience still aren't enough to bring you back? Well, then Hashem tosses on an additional supernatural attribute of mercy. Virav chesed ve'emes, abundance of kindness and truth. What does that mean? Chesed, kindness, is when Hashem deals with you beyond the letter of the law, just like a judge who finds you guilty for speeding, but instead of giving you points on your license, he merely demands that you pay a fine and take a five-hour refresher course. That's chesed, kindness. But rav chesed, abundance of kindness, is when Hashem does even more. Hashem proves to the heavenly court that you never really wanted to sin and that your silly, sinful action does not truly represent your sterling character and pure essence. This is like a judge who dismisses all the charges against you because he realizes that there were circumstances that compelled you to act completely out of character. So now we can understand properly what we say in our daily prayer. And reign over us speedily, you Hashem alone, with chesed and rachamim, with kindness and compassion. And then we say, And justify us with righteousness and judgment. On the surface, this prayer may seem a bit confusing. How can we ask Hashem to reign over us utilizing the traits of kindness and compassion, which are beyond the strict letter of the law, while at the same time we ask Hashem to utilize righteousness and judgment and justify us within the court of law? If we could be really found to be righteous within the world of judgment, then we wouldn't need all that kindness and compassion to begin with. But the explanation is that we know very well that we would never be able to be judged favorably if the judge were to take our actions at face value. So therefore we plead to Hashem. When judging our actions, please view them through the lens of chesed verachemim, through kindness and mercy. And then you know what will happen? You will certainly find a way to justify our actions even 
within the system of justice as well. Furthermore, although Hashem is a king who loves charity and justice, His love for charity is listed before His love for justice. For Hashem knows that without His divine charity, we would never be able to survive the scrutiny of the justice system. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Uncommon Criminal The judge studied Mr. Goldfarb, a 60-year-old nice-looking family man, six children, all married and working, 18 grandchildren, never arrested, a life of community service, not your typical criminal. Mr. Goldfarb's lawyer asked that the judge allow testimony from people whom Mr. Goldfarb helped in the past. Character witnesses filled the courtroom. His parents, his friends, and his children testified. People he had helped, his rabbi, and representatives from several community organizations testified on his behalf. It was all very impressive. So the judge decided to act with kindness, and although he announced that his verdict was guilty as charged, the sentence was only five years of community service, which Mr. Goldfarb was doing anyway since he was a community activist, and no jail time whatsoever. Mr. Goldfarb's attorney was thrilled, but Mr. Goldfarb wasn't. Mr. Goldfarb broke down and appealed to the judge, Your Honor, I am so grateful that you are doing this for me. However, please understand that after all is said and done, since I have been found guilty in a court of law, I will now have a criminal record, and this is too much for me to bear. I beg of you, help me, if not for me, then for the sake of my wife, my children, and my dear grandchildren, their shame will kill me. The judge was overwhelmed with compassion and was visibly touched. Although he could not find any reason to let Mr. Goldfarb off the hook, the judge ruled, taking into consideration the lifetime of dedication to community service and recognizing that the defendant broke the law only due to extreme circumstances, I hereby find Mr. Goldfarb innocent. That is the message of Rav Chesed, abundance of kindness. Hashem does not merely blend the trait of Chesed with Din, kindness with judgment, rather Hashem uses His special brand of extreme kindness, Rav Chesed, to completely control the courtroom. This allows us to emerge innocent even within the court of law itself. Justice is truly served. How? By looking past our actions and uncovering our inner will and effort to be good. But what if even after all of that compassion and mercy, the scale is still not stacked in our favor? The Gemara says something fascinating. Hashem has some cute ideas, so to speak, up his sleeve. When a person is being judged, there is a scale with mitzvos, credits, on one side, and sins, debits, on the other. When Hashem sees that you're in trouble and your sins are outweighing your mitzvos, He grabs one of the sinful debits and hides it under His cloak, so to speak, and suddenly the credits outweigh the sins and the person emerges victorious from his court case. This is absolutely fascinating. Hashem goes in, he sees, oh my gosh, you're in trouble. And therefore he like kind of gets everyone, hey, look the other way, I think there's a spider on the wall. Everybody turns away, he grabs one of your averis, puts it under his jacket, and says, okay guys, I'll see you later. And all of a sudden they get back to work, they look at your mitzvos against averos, and all of a sudden, hey, you're doing much better. Incredible Gemara. But what if even with all of that mercy, compassion, patience, abundance, and kindness, and truth, and it still is not working for you? Well, then Hashem adds another attribute onto Himself, and He chooses to be 
Neutzer Chesed La'alofim, preserver of compassion for thousands of years. What does this mean? It means that Hashem credits us for the good deeds done by our ancestors. Wow, this is really cool. But listen up, because it gets even better than that. Hashem has a very advanced computer program, so to speak, that has a running meter calculating every time you do a mitzvah. It calculates the value of your mitzvah based on all kinds of things, such as how difficult it was for you, how much effort you put into it, if you did it with simcha, happiness, etc., etc. It also calculates the impact you have on other people. So if your davening inspires the person next to you to daven better, then the program calculates your impact on him and credits your account. What a program. In addition, if you have an impact on a person who then inspires others and they inspire others, etc., your account is credited each time for all of that as well. Plus, if the person you inspire or anyone who ever gets inspired from anyone you ever inspired davens better and gets a better shidduch and raises a better family or makes more money and gives more charity, etc., you are continuously credited for whatever impact is traced back to you forever. Pretty amazing stuff. But as good as it all sounds, Hashem actually goes much, much further for us. The Eitz Yosef says on the Medrash, When you are being judged, Hashem does not consider the sins that you will do in the future. However, He does look into the future to see the mitzvahs that you will do. And guess what? He credits you now based on them. Wow! Not only does Hashem credit you for the ripple effect that will emerge from all the good deeds that you have already done in the past, He also takes into consideration the good deeds that you will do in the future. You have not even done these mitzvahs yet, and your loving Father in Heaven is already crediting your account. Get up and dance! Okay, okay, settle down. So let's see some examples of this amazing trait. The Medrash says that Avram Avinu was saved from the burning furnace in the merit of his grandson Yaakov, who was not even alive yet. Example number two, Hashem instructed Moshe not to destroy two nations, Ammon and Moab, since they would one day produce two very special people. Example number three, since Hashem foresaw that when He would give us the Torah, we would enthusiastically respond with the loving words, Nasev Nishma, we will do and we will hear, that is why Hashem called us, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, my beloved firstborn son, way back when we were still serving idols in Mitzrayim. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Cashing in. Going back to our story, what do you think would have happened if Mr. Goldfarb had not helped so many people yet? No personal testimonies about his charitable nature, no letters on his behalf, no record of selfless community service, he would be in big trouble. But now imagine that out of nowhere, a group of people appeared. They formed a line that went out of the courtroom, down the hallway, out of the courthouse, and down the road. Hundreds of people. They kept coming and coming, all ready to testify on Mr. Goldfarb's behalf. The judge was shocked. Who are all these people? But Mr. Goldfarb was even more shocked than the judge, as he also didn't recognize any of them. Then the lawyer explained that he magically called upon all the people who will ever be helped by Mr. Goldfarb in the future. 
The lawyer pleaded, Look at how much Mr. Goldfarb will do to make the world a better place. Look at how great his potential is. And please, take that into consideration even now. Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that Hashem in His infinite mercy calculates, 1. All of the good deeds that you have already done. 2. Plus He calculates the ripple effect caused by you. And 3. He even calculates all the good deeds that you will ever do. Can you still think that He isn't on your side? But what if all that mercy, compassion, patience, abundance of kindness and truth, and even taking into consideration all your past and future good deeds, still doesn't work for you? Well, then Hashem responds with, Hashem carries the burden of our sin, willful sin, and error. This means that Hashem carries and tolerates your sins, but in a way far deeper than we can ever comprehend. The Taimid Devarah says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Noisei V'soivel HaAvayn U'kamoishi Hu Zan HaOilam Kulay Zan U'mefarnes HaMashchis Hazeh When a person does a good deed, he creates a good angel, a good malach. And when a person does a bad deed, he creates a bad angel, a bad malach. The mystics teach that the bad angels created from our sin want to immediately attack the sinner. However, since Hashem wants to give a person the opportunity to repent, Hashem restrains them from immediately seeking out and destroying the sinner. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Unusual Benevolence Yassi realized that his best friend and top employee, Chaim, was very stressed out and desperately needed a vacation, so he ordered his private jet to take him to a beautiful oceanfront villa in Hawaii with Yassi's credit card on file. While Chaim was vacationing, the accounting department discovered that Chaim had been stealing money from the company for many years. It seemed that things would never be the same between Yassi and Chaim. Yet incredibly, Yassi still continued to cover the hotel bill, the room service, and all the spa treatments. Yassi even sent his own private jet to Hawaii to bring Chaim home after his vacation. The accounting department asked him, Yassi, why are you doing all this for this lowly, ungrateful crook? Yassi replied, Well, maybe one day Chaim will truly mend his ways and apologize for what he did to me. Hello? Are you listening to this? Not only did Hashem teach us that He will not distance Himself from us after we steal from Him through sin, on the contrary, the more that we succumb to sin and slip away from Him, the more He utilizes unbelievable amounts of patience, mercy, compassion, and infinite, unconditional love to keep us close to Him. And then to top it all off, when there are bills to pay, He continues to pay them for us. The Arachayim HaKadosh says, Even after a Yid rebels and defies Hashem's will, Hashem still does not hold back from bestowing any form of kindness upon him and relates to him in the same exact way as before. You're probably thinking, oh, that's pretty amazing in theory, but does Hashem really treat us with this incredible infinite mercy? Well, fasten your seatbelts for a shocking medrash. When we left Mitzrayim, we found ourselves living in the desert with no possible way to survive. In order to sustain us, Hashem performed an open miracle and delivered heavenly food for us. Now listen to this. Some people took this miraculous food that was sent down by God Himself and defiantly, appallingly, served it to their idols. 
One would imagine that after God saw such an obnoxious sin, lightning would immediately strike these sinners and fry them on the spot. Next day's lunch should have been fried sinners. After all, how could they take the gift of food sent directly by Hashem, an open miracle, and use that same food, that same mun, to serve worthless pieces of wood and stone? Is there any worse instance of repaying good with bad? And yet the Medrash teaches us, They would take from the mun, They would serve it to their idols. But Yet listen to this, the very next day Hashem sent down the heavenly sustenance again, as if nothing ever happened. Hashem's patience is truly endless. Let's bring an example to prove the point. Parents' loyalty. Baruch was 16 and rebelling terribly against his parents. After reading an amazing book, Baruch's father bought him an expensive leather jacket to show that he loved him and accepted him for who he was. A few weeks later, Baruch's sister was getting married and his father hoped that Bobby, as he now wished to be called, would dress properly and at least make an attempt to blend in and not be an embarrassment to the family. Showing up two hours late and high as a kite, Bobby made a grand entrance wearing his new leather jacket and told everyone, Do you like my new jacket? My dad bought it for me just for the wedding. Although his parents were embarrassed and sickened by their son's stupid actions, when the night ended and Baruch was lying on the floor drunk and drowning in his own vomit, it was his parents who cleaned him up and carried him home, bathing him and then tucking him into his bed. To top it all off, the next day his father went to buy him a new leather jacket. After all, the old one was totally ruined. This is how Hashem treats us on a daily basis. We take His miraculous gifts and use them to sin against Him. And yet He continues to give us those same gifts day after day. The message is clear. Judaism is not just for saints. In fact, much of the Torah is really speaking directly to sinners. Hashem's response to even the worst sinner is, I love you, I am rooting for you, and I am patient beyond your comprehension. Come back to me. I want you here next to me, where you belong. So no matter where you are right now, it's time to walk through that door. Authentic Yiddishkeit believes that the more we distance ourselves from being connected to Hashem, the more mercy and patience Hashem showers onto our relationship so that no matter what the situation is, the door is always wide open for us to reconnect to Hashem, our wonderful, amazing, incredible Father in Heaven. Father in Heaven, it's no secret. 